Hey everyone, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels and I want to invite you to listen to um, this little bit of information. Um, I Today I wanted to talk to you about something that's dear uh, to, and close to my heart uh, because I am an attorney even though I'm not actively practicing right now in the traditional way. I am doing um, consulting on a variety of, of topic areas from special ed, to cryptocurrency, to business consulting. And in doing all that, I realized that many of the individuals that I was speaking to um, did not have the basics in place. They did not have a will. They did not have an estate plan in place. They did not have some of the documents that they needed for their small business. Um, they also... Um, again, had they were either single or had a family and and they also struggled with identity theft uh, situations. So I've been encountering as I've been doing J. Cooper travels, a lot of different scenarios. And I realized that as a lawyer, I'm actively licensed in one state, but I really am meeting clients from around the world. And I really wanted to support them in what they were doing. So recently I became involved with a company called Legal Shield, and the link will be um, below in the podcast. Um, so that way you can check out the packages. The packages are really affordable. You can they're smart, they're simple, the they protect your family, your business, and your personal identity. If you're buying a cup of coffee or tea from Starbucks every day, you can definitely afford um, this Legal Shield plan. With Legal Shield, they also have uh, supplements for gun owners, for a trial defense, for a home business, for ride shares. Um, these packages uh, provide adv advice and consultation, letters and calls, document review. You can get access to professional consultations, letters and calls, 24-7 uh, emergency access. Um, the plan is definitely, um, again, can fit all of your various needs. So my um, request is that you definitely check this out. Just like having health insurance, which we all need in case of an emergency, um, and just in case you know we travel. I, for those that have listened to me, I always say don't travel without travel insurance because the unexpected happens. The same thing I would recommend on the Legal Shield side because all of us need a will. All of us need the basics um, plan in place. So that way when the unexpected happens um, at a time that we might not have planned for it, um, our family and we are set to go in terms of having um, a medical power of attorney or anything else that we might need. So again, really quick, Legal Shield. I am an associate. I definitely, um, in this situation, you know, am highly recommending this for you to just check it out. My link is below and feel free to reach out to me so that way I can support you in all your needs. And if you decide that you would also like to be featured on J. Cooper Travels as uh, one of the stories being shared, definitely reach out to me. I'm open to meeting new people. Legal Shield is available in all 50 states in the Canada as well as in the UK. So it is very broad and again, it is, um, a comprehensive 
very affordable package that can start at $24.95 a month, um, which is really, really reasonable considering that you have um, almost unlimited access to your personal attorney that gets assigned to you. So have a great day and I look forward to um, seeing you like and subscribe and joining more of the conversations on J. Cooper Travels. Have a great one. Bye. Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with Love Travel Scotland and J. Cooper Travels and I have my dear friend Yvette on as well and she'll share more about her background in a quick second. For those of you that are new to Love Travel Scotland or J. Cooper Travels, these are talk shows that help as you go around the world traveling and also learning about stories. And um, with Love Travel Scotland, we started this so that way we could support the local businesses in Scotland and also help you as you go and visit in Scotland. And we've been doing a road trip around Scotland, a virtual road trip. We have been doing visits to castles. And so this is uh, not the first episode. In fact, it's um, way in into our castle. So you'll need to kind of listen back to see all the different castles we've spoken about. But uh, today we're going to be talking about an area that Yvette actually has just come back from a holiday visiting with her family. Uh, Yvette, how are you doing today? Welcome back on. Hi Jackie, I'm great, thank you. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Um, so I'm Yvette and I am in Scotland and I'm a modern day entrepreneur. I've got my fingers in many digital pies that are going on on the internet. Um, and in my local area, as Jackie said, um, loving the tours of the castles and I was up in Murrayshire at Lossiemouth and, uh, and I attempted to go and visit Spiney Palace, Spiney Palace, but um, unfortunately it was closed. So I did get to have a, a look, a distant look and take some photos from the distance. Um, and then we looked up the history of it and learned some of the history. But Lossiemouth, um, it's, a, it's a lovely area. It's, it's great with wildlife. Um, it's lots of things. Um, how, but how far away is it from where you are? So it was about an hour and a half away from Aberdeen. So it's, it's not that far. You can get to it. There is a train station, so you can take railway to it. There will be buses as well. Um, COVID restrictions obviously will apply um, in and out lockdowns, different things like that. So obviously check what's going on in the area. Um, but normally there's a train station as well. You would take the train to um, Keith or you could go up to Elgin. Um, they would, Elgin would be closer for a lossy mouth. It's, um, or you can take the car as well. Lossy Mouth itself is right on the coast, so it's a great place to go and go and visit with the family for for seeing dolphins. So, is it for those that might not know? And we'll we'll look at a map in a second. But is it like sort of north? Yes, so it's northeast. It's on the northeast coast. Um, and if you if you do follow the coastal route, and there is the castle tours and the castle route as well, it usually does take you along the coast. Um, so yeah, so it's up in the northeast of Scotland. So I just popped up for those that are on the podcast, we will have information in the block below. And for those on the YouTube, you'll be able to see uh, the visuals as well. So I've just popped up some um, pictures and you can see like a little black castle that's sitting sort of near the water. And you and I were talking about how there's a lock that's near the, um, the castle. 
Yes, so there there is a loch that's near the castle, but back in the day when the castle was was originally, uh, sorry, the palace even was originally around in its former glory, um, it, it did have a spiny loch that did actually flow from the sea all the way up to the castle. So that has changed with the, with over time, um, and I wasn't aware of that until we looked it up that the loch actually did come right up to the castle. So. And the, it, the, sorry, the palace, we keep calling it a castle because we're so used to doing the castle tour, but this time we're on a palace. So we're, um, we're um, I guess the difference between the two might be the size and how it was laid out possibly. We'll have to look that up. Yes, yeah, so from the, the brief um, information that I looked at, the difference being is that a castle is um, a fortified building for defense and um, with um, reinforced walls, armory, etc. And a palace is supposed to be primarily built for your residence of luxury and um, enjoyment and opulence and things like that. Um, palaces may have been reinforced, as this one was, by the, the, the bishop himself. He put gun holes in to defend the, the palace. Um, but originally, the, this would have been made for guests traveling through the area, royal guests, not just your common guests. Um, and they would have been able to go and stay in the guest house or within the palace and break up their journey with the bishop as well. But you would have had to have been at a certain level in society to be allowed to go and stay there. Yeah. So the, we're seeing um, the living early living quarters and it is um, definitely, um, you know, a... Uh, in ruins, uh, but it's it's still quite beautiful to sh to see. And uh, then we have David's Tower here, which we'll talk a little bit more about the history. And then we also have Bishop David Stewart's uh, and Patrick Hepburn's um, shields, uh, because every family had a shield. Um, and you and I were talking about the unicorn, and that's symbolic in Scotland. Yes, yeah, so the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. Um, and um, how far back we want to go into history to discover why that was. Um, we maybe need to do a, do a different um, recording for that one. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so so interestingly enough, the unicorn is the, the national animal of Scotland and the lion is the national animal of England. Oh. And I believe that, that Scotland apparently from what I have read, chose the unicorn because with it being a mythical creature, there was no way a being from this earth or something from this earth could defeat it. So they thought, okay. And and the, the reason apparently the English chose the lion is because that was the, the symbol of this earth was that the lion is the king and is the powerful. So the Scottish went, well, actually, we'll have a unicorn then. <laughs> so... <laughs> From what I've discovered and what I've read into it, it, there's obviously a lot more to it than that. And I've just narrowed it down a little bit. Like, yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> so we're now looking at the picture of David's Tower, uh, the inside part. And we can see that the there was plaster on the walls and also um, looks like, um, you know, the little uh, holes in the walls as well. So I wonder if those holes in the walls walls jackie were the gun holes that the bishop had got put into the walls to defend it with if actually those little square holes might have been where they put the guns through yeah it could be it could definitely be so um i know that uh this palace um actually also um it's uh for 500 years it was the seat of the bishop 
and then um, it, I guess, is now owned by, um, who owns it? I think it's owned by Historic Scotland now that are a charity that um, re will keep the history alive. And mm -hmm. some, some of the palaces and castles they have tried to restore, um, some of them they just have open, try and just preserve them as they are and have them open for tourists and maybe have sometimes they have events in the grounds and so forth. Um, I do remember that myself and my children just before lockdown, actually probably about six months before lockdown, um, we actually went along to an archaeological dig at one of the castles and we discovered um, actually some more parts of the wall um, just slightly away from the castle. So that was quite interesting. I um, didn't actually know we were going to find any more walls, but we did. So that will have been noted into their, their historical books as well. That's very cool. So David's Tower um, was uh, named after Bishop David Stewart, and he commissioned the tower and it was incomplete at his death. Um, I guess they didn't have, you know, the ability to finish it. Um, and so the next bishop finished the tower. And um, as you mentioned, uh, Bishop Patrick Hepburn then added the gun holes. And there, so there, the coat of arms are of all three bishops that were carved on the south wall beneath the royal card, coat of arms of Scotland. Um, and I think you might have also mentioned that um, this is um, an extremely old, uh, this is the oldest surviving building um, from the 1300s, I guess. So it's very, very old. Yes, yes, it is the oldest surviving one. Also, um, David's Tower is also the largest tower house by volume to survive in Scotland as well. Um, so there are quite um, a lot of unique things about Spiny Castle, uh, Spiny Palace, um, that it's the first and the oldest in a couple of things with the tower and the building itself. Um, I thought actually, once I've discovered that when, when we were researching this, um, it's interesting that I bet not very many people in Scotland actually know that this will be the oldest palace in Scotland. So um, when you went up to this area, what sort of activities or attractions are around this area for tourists that might want to be visiting? Okay, so you um, obviously you have the castles that you can go and visit. There are also um, lots of beautiful beaches um, so, and there's lots of water sports as well and um, different things for sailing. There are um, um, lots of coastal things going on and um, there are lots of animal activities as well. You have the, the normal tourist shops within the, the centres too which are nice to go and, and visit and see um, um, and a lot of wildlife. It's very green around there. You do have, um, it is mentioned as well that one of the biggest cathedrals is in Elgin that is also derelict just now. You do drive past it on one of the main roads through Elgin to go to Lossiemouth um, and it is, it's nice as well. There are pictures of that on the internet too. Um, there's also the caves up on the coast. Um, there was recently some new caves discovered that link up to Smoo Caves, which I think might be the biggest caves in the Highlands, um, of just how they used to run things through the ground, under the ground in the olden days when they were defending their shores and trying to hide. Um, so yeah, um, there are lots of things. Um, like I said, the, you've got walking trails, hiking trails. You also have, um, depending on where you want to go, if you want to go further up to the highlands, then you'll have the hills to walk as well. So I'm looking at some of the local area. There's also, um, it's called the windswept 
brewing company. So there's also places that you can definitely have, uh, you know, food and drink um, that's, you know, fairly local for those that are, um, you know, not um, uh, who are, are traveling around looking for unusual things to do. Um, what was the weather like when you were up? I know this is the, uh, the May time period. Was it fairly warm or was it kind of cool? Um, no, it was it was terribly, terribly cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was probably the usual. Well, it, I know myself, it was the usual Scottish weather. You never know what you're going to get from one day to the other or even just within one day. Um, first day we got there, we had some sunshine, but I wouldn't say it was warm. Um, it was eight degrees, so it was it was warm enough for the kids to go into the sea. Um, where we were staying was right next to RAF Lossy Mouth, so we had lots of jet planes flying over as well, um, and flying around the the lighthouse, which was actually nice. I did I did take some videos and some pictures of the jets flying around us and around the lighthouse, um, and then day two we had hailstones, day three we had wind storms and rain and. Um, but do you know what? It wasn't as bad as it was in Aberdeen because apparently it snowed here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I did go to a slightly warmer place. I managed to miss the snow. So when I was taking all my beautiful pictures and noting all of these storm clouds, it turns out that they went to where I came from and just unleashed here. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so for those that are, you know, following along, um we will have links uh for how you can get to the palace and the local area um and we'll definitely have um other uh ways to connect with uh discount travel and other um ways that you can save when you're traveling uh because we're all about both um creating income so you can save as well as saving come when you travel and enjoy with your family so. Absolutely. And and because of a lot of these places that you may be traveling to, um, definitely have a look and see what is along the way. Because if you're instead of going somewhere and then coming back, if you can incorporate a couple of places in, then that's that's more value for money as well. And um, for example, if you are going up the A96 from Aberdeen to go to Lossiemouth, you will pass a place called Spay Bay. Um, and it's a beautiful bay and it's actually where the dolphin center is so you can go and try and spot some dolphins on the coast and around the sea and the same when you get up to Lossy Mouth and Murray it's, uh, it's quite popular for dolphins up there um, so if you're lucky enough you might see one or seals even yeah so the other thing that i'll just mention is we do have a facebook group called love travel scotland definitely like and subscribe to the facebook group so you can see what other things that we post in there definitely like and subscribe to uh the talk shows you know love travel scotland and also jay cooper travels which is where this will be and also check out the blog because we'll connect different links and um both Yvette and I are available for travel consulting. If you are heading this direction and just don't know where to uh, go, just reach out and we can um, set up a time to kind of um, connect you to the places that will make your trip really, really enjoyable. So um, any last minute thoughts, uh, Yvette, on um, your excursion with your family? I know you did, um, you, you did the road trip, uh, but you ended up uh, not staying at a traditional hotel. Um, and so that was a whole nother, you know, wonderful experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. I like to stay in caravan parks because it's more, um, 
I find that easier for with the children is that it's more like a home from home because we have play parks, etc., and things that they can do just out with the caravan. And um, so I stayed at uh, Lossy Mouth Caravan Park and it was literally, I uh, had the park right outside one of my doors and then at the other side of the caravan we had the beach. Um, and then we had the beautiful lighthouse as well that I could see. It changes colours in the dark, it gets lit up. Um, I would like to point out though that it is a private residency, so please be respectful if you do go up and see it. Um, you can't actually go into the lighthouse grounds itself, it would be a case of go up, have a look. Um, also, I discovered when I was back down on the beach that there is a derelict building up on the cliffs. So actually, if we had to gone, although I wouldn't do it with my children because they were six and four and they don't listen to me. So I wouldn't taken them to the edge of the cliff. But had I been on my own, I might have walked around the lighthouse to where the edge of the cliff was and had looked to see what that other building was there. Um, I don't know what building it was. There was a beautiful cave underneath it, so I'm, I'm guessing that there's a lot of the history there that we don't actually know about all the caves and the, for the bootleggers and all the historical things that we've forgotten about. So it's quite a journey that we're going on looking in the local area. So um, whether you're in Scotland or whether you're not, go explore your area and go find out your local history. Yeah, and for sure. Always be what you've been told. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. There's always a lot to discover. Well, everyone, definitely, like I said, um, like and subscribe so you can stay tuned to a future Castle Road Trips. Um, and um, happy travels, everyone, as you start to move around. Um, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Yvette. Thank you, Jackie.